evening. Welcome to another episode of the Blacksmith's Furnace with me, Robert. With me, Pete. With me, Mo. And we've got Jamila with us in the background as well. Hey! <laughs> okay. So we didn't actually record last week because I got stuck on the elevator, which is always fun. <laughs> which is always fun. Yeah. And it wasn't even just like a, any like a normal elevator getting stuck situation, because like the, the power went in the whole building. So so, so like we, we 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 couldn't even press the emergency button. Mm. So we're just like like they're chilling. chilling. This guy messaged us like I'm just chilling playing Pokemon. Yeah, I found I, I, I had it in my pocket. I thought why not? I'm stuck in the lift. It's dark. I can play, shed some light into the lift. So when you're situation. proper dark, like yeah. Do you know the worst thing though is being stuck in an elevator with a claustrophobic person? Oh yeah. Because like <laughs> we're on the ground floor. <laughs> <laughs> On the ground floor, like, nothing's going to happen. You know, nothing's going to happen. But we're opening the doors, and the doors weren't opening. And then I see this girl, like her eyes. First of all, her eyes open wide. <laughs> and then I was like, "You're all right." No, like someone will pass by. Will, you know, they'll open us. She starts sweating. She starts panicking. She's like, "I can't be in here. I need to get out. I need to get out." Now I'm fully considering knocking her out. <laughs> Look, she was she was getting pretty like aggressive in there. And she's getting really scared and it wasn't gonna help, like but yeah. Just, just make her go night night. When she literally. opens her eyes, she's outside. I'm she, thinking put her in a sleeper hold or something like <laughs> No compassion. No, no, that was for compassion. That is compassionate. No. Why are you gonna let her That's suffer? Violence. No, why are you gonna let her suffer when you could just just come here, come here, come here. Okay, I think we're getting a bit off topic. <laughs> 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 I know any less than 30 seconds and she's okay. More than 30 seconds. Anyway, as anybody with a TV knows, we are in the middle or at the beginning of Euro 2016. That's football for. I didn't know that, so. I don't understand how, how, how you could not know that the Euros are going on. And. Yeah, England drew their first match against Russia. You know, they were winning. (laughs) 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 Who watches matches? (laughs) Now you know there might be that one person that's like recorded it. You know, avoiding social media, is listening to the podcast and they get ruined. Well, that's that's their fault. The game was on Saturday. They've had had enough time to to watch the match. Yeah, see that. Mm-hmm. Like, no. <laughs> you know, England were winning until the ninety-second minute. There was there was less than a minute to play, right. and then they drew. And then, as England fans do after the match, they start doing the hooligan anti- antics, mm. trying trying to fight with the Russian fans. But in, in like England fans, wherever they go, they think they're they're the hardest. Yeah, them dead those guys. <laughs> but that's the thing, Russia. Black, you're trying Russia, to fight the Russians. No, Black, I'm not on it. Bro, I'm not on it. But you know, in, in Russia, they've got alcohol that's 90% alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the bottle. <laughs> wow, these guys don't mess around. <laughs> so so the England fans came along and thought, yeah, we can do this. We're about this life. From guys came out with gum shields, MMA gloves. <laughs> they were ready to look guys out. Prepared. If you see some of the videos, guys get slapped around with chairs, oh. bins being thrown around. Oh. It was actually madness. And yeah, and and like they they came ready to fight. Mm. These and these have been like being called like organized 
fight because everyone came ready knowing that. Yeah. From time you got gum shot, like <laughs> that, that takes pre-planning. Because it's not a case of you, you're walking to the stadium, oh, you know what, let me buy a gum shoe. It's not something that you just randomly have on, you know, you go to say, oh, I, I had this on. Listen, gum shoe. hooligans know their intention. Blood. As they're packing their suitcase for the trip. <laughs> so I can get a black eye, but I don't want to... Was it the Russian guys that had the MMA goal? The Russians. Okay, uh, <laughs> where, where was this? Where was the home team? Where was it played? Oh, it's, it's in France. It's, it's happening in France. Oh, so oh, okay. So they actually packed this yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Took this there. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. They came. Fam. Um, and it was so funny. Like, when, they, when like, the English fans saw, like, the Russians, <laughs> guys started running away. <laughs> there, were, there was no such thing as friends anymore. It's being smart, man. That's really smart. No, if I ever like the conversation we had the other time, if someone starts on you for no reason, just 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 know they know, that. They know something you don't. Just walk <laughs> if away. I see man on road, gum shield and MMA glove. No, I'm not on it. I'm not on it. You got my phone? There you go. Jesus <laughs> loves you. There you he go. Has learned something. Wait. He has something. This is my this this is my password. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, don't worry, I'll pay the next two months bill for you as well. <laughs> <laughs> I won't cancel it all. <laughs> cancel two months later. Nah. Okay. So, yeah, we were, we were going to talk about something different today. But Peter and Moses have been on my case from 9 o'clock this morning. 9 o'clock on, the, on, 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 on a Monday morning. And you guys are disturbing me about a camera case. Hey, look, <laughs> provide context for the people before it sounds like we're just bullying you for no reason. Okay, this morning at 9 o'clock, Peter Moses started on me because I don't have... Because I don't have a partition in my camera case. No, this guy here yeah, has no respect for no his... No regard. Equi- no regard for his equipment. Like, Peter and I are photographers, yeah? And Robert is, is an events manager. Chase! Don't know. Events manager, so he's he's invested in a very good camera to be able to take pictures of his of his events. That is a very good like. camera, by a way. very, good, very camera. good camera. Like, he bought the camera that I wanted, and I had to save up to get that camera. <laughs> that save up as well. I don't just have money lying around. <laughs> so obviously, when I got the camera, I'm like, yo, like this camera is in the camera bag 24/7. As soon as I go out, come back, charge it, put it in, like everything is in place. Yeah, I'm the same. And this guy. Where's, hey. the, where's, where's the cap for your camera? It's on the it's on the lens. No, it's not on the lens. It's, <laughs> it's, at, it's the at home. It's at home. So I borrowed I borrowed uh, Robert's camera for a project that I'm working on. You guys will see it soon. Nancy meets. I won't that spoil plug, it too much. That plug. Yeah, 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 it'll be on uh, it'll be on YouTube. Chase. You guys will see. You guys will see. Anyway, I borrowed Robert's camera because they need a second camera for um for the for the for the thing. Now Robert being gracious, you know, he gave it to me, whatnot. I take it out of the out of the bag, and he's got he's got a DSLR bag for a mirrorless camera. So the the camera already is too big. I mean, the bag the is too, too big, big for the camera. The camera's in there bouncing around. Can I just say the bag came with the camera in it, so that's what I've been using. Then he has an, another lens in the same camera in in the same bag. So there's a lens and a camera in this bag. And what you were saying about no partition, there's nothing separating them. These yeah, are two metallic things. Just I just, forni- just fornicating just banging around <laughs> <laughs> no you know what yeah because the fit is so tight they don't move around that's how perfectly I've, I've, I've they scratch each other 
There's no scratches on it. There what? No if we were recording this video, yeah, I would show them. There's even like a thump, like a fat thumbprint in the slap bang middle of the lens. Hey Peter, do you have, do you have scratches on, on, on your camera? I've had my camera for how many years? For like three years. But you've got scratches on it. That's normal, I haven't got what scratches. Scratches, what scratches? scratches. The only thing on it is the protective layer on the screen. No, a scratches, a scratch come off. Scratches, There's no scratches on it. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Hold on, guys. He's actually inspecting the camera. Right Look, there's one there. There. Yeah, that's on the lens, though. Yeah. That's on the lens. Scratches, a scratch. Scratches, a scratch. Case done. My camera is in my bag. My bag is padded. There is a microfiber cloth below my camera before I put my camera on top of it. Just to keep it from being padded. This guy anyway, is not taking care of his equipment. Enough of these accusations, yeah? So for the whole day, I've, I've been at home, I've gone to work, I've come to Moses' house. All they've been doing is talking about my lack of care for my camera, which still works perfectly well. For still, now. Still takes amazing pictures. For now. And it's fine, and then they're giving me a hard, giving me a hard time. <laughs> so I decided, because they want to be on my case all this time, we're going to talk about accountability today. Mm. Okay. So, first question. Is there such a thing as too much accountability? I think it would, it would go from being accountability to just being nosy. Or just being up in someone's business for no reason. Um, I don't know what the measure of that would be, but I think the intent would be different. It wouldn't be, you know, we're, we're looking out for each other or we're keeping, you know, we're, we're keeping out in a check. Yeah. It would literally be, I just, I just want to know your business for no reason. And also, I think, depends on what... Um, form the accountability takes so if the accountability is in a form of like a mentor it could become like a dictatorship type relationship where the person's just telling you what to do rather than seeing what you're doing and trying to advise you and stuff like that someone sounds like he's speaking from experience Fam, slightly, slightly, i'm not from bloody i'm not i'm not gonna call out any names and throw shade on anyone here he's spoken about this on the podcast before but you know what yeah, like, don't worry. Anyone that tried come form something, I'll shut them down. <laughs> so, like, yeah, when the guy just starts dominating mm. and telling you you need to do this, you need to do this, this is who you are, it, it goes from accountability to a dictatorship, and that's not... That's not conducive or helpful. So what, so what about if it's a, accountability within, like, a friends group, like, say, our friendship group? How could, when is too much accountability? When is too much, too much when it comes to accountability? I'll throw the question at you. So we've been on your case since early this morning. Was that too much accountability? Huh? <laughs> That's a very good question. You weren't being accountable. You guys were just attacking me. <laughs> you sure? Yeah. So we weren't keeping you accountable to your equipment? No. Okay. I don't think that's fair, though, because it's not like we're just attacking you. We're actually... Pointing out specific things, pointing out specific solutions. Um, there was, you know, there was no solutions. There was just wow, Robert. I'm even going to get you a case. I'm even going to get you a case for your lens. Not fair. You know, no. Oh, well, <laughs> I didn't feel like you were being accountable when <laughs> I felt attacked, <laughs> and and I felt very hurt by what you guys were doing to me. <laughs> I you know what, yeah. I shouldn't laugh. That's the, that's the serious. <laughs> That's the thing. That's one thing that I've actually picked up on in terms of uh, recently speaking. I've realised that Robert's starting to get a lot more serious. Like he will say something, and because of his joking nature, I'll be like, "Yeah, kind of brush it off." But then I realised, yo, like man's actually he serious. Might be serious. <laughs> <laughs> he's serious, you know. But it's like 
in all honesty, it's a case of you just don't place enough emphasis on things as we do. We're more um, sticklers for fine detail and fine tuning and making sure that things are as they should be. So we might spend time arranging our trainers in a specific way. You just dash it on the floor. I think it's 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 actually just different things. So we pay attention to different things um, in different capacities. Mm. Um, because yeah, I notice Robert will pay certain attention to certain things, and there's certain things that stick out to you. Then things that stick out to most, certain things that stick out to mm-hmm. you, just different. I think the stars just align so that today, me and more pay attention to this one thing, and Robert doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so it sounded like we're attacking him. We're yeah, not attacking it, it him. It didn't sound like I was a full attack. <laughs> Fam, there's bruises on my ego. Right <laughs> and and the thing is, it's how it, that's one thing that I like about our friendship. If we still have a friendship, <laughs> it sounds like he's done with us. It's, it's a case of it's a case of like, however hurt we might feel, we still. Have we still feel like we have that forum to be able to be like, yo, black, like, you've done this and mm. I don't quite appreciate it. Mm. And we still have that forum to be able to hash it out. So even with you, the mm. other time, mm. uh, last week, we were able to hash it out. Um, I don't need to get into that for this. But, um, I might as well, we might okay. give context. Otherwise so last week. Sounds like we have like, a fist fight. <laughs> like, <laughs> talked about it. Last week, um, Peter wasn't able to. Well, we were deciding what time to record and stuff, mm. and everyone we were kind of going back and forth. And then Peter was trying to record a bit earlier, and both Robert and myself jumped to uh, made assumptions that that it was for X uh, X reason that he wanted to do it. So we started kind of like getting at him based on our assumptions in a jokey kind of way, it wasn't. <laughs> So we start getting at him. See how defensive I'm No, you know what I'm It's context, isn't it? It's context. <laughs> so we just we sat there and took it. Took how you took it. You're like, you're joking. <laughs> so we, we were getting at him saying, right, you need to be committed. You need to be dedicated. Right, this and that. And then when he actually finally shared why he couldn't make it, I was like, yo, I, I was convicted. I was like, I made an assumption about him about this. Robert felt no, no way Robert it. tried to throw all the shade on me. I apologize. Slide it. Slide it. I understand. I apologize as well. I apologize. You see how defensive he's getting. Yeah? So now you know them apologies your dad gives. That is actually really your fault. But I'm sorry. Oh no no no! no. Here's what happened. Mo said, "Oh Peter, I'm sorry for all of this." And I said, "Mo, you should feel bad about what you did." And then I apologized. I said, "Peter, I apologize." And then that was it. You see that. He tried to cast the shade onto me. No, like, I wasn't yeah, yeah, shade. but um, so it was a case. It's, it's, um, Peter felt offended by what we did. Well, uh, we made an assumption which wasn't good. We kind of reacted based on the assumption, but it's, he had actually had a legitimate reason. And even if he didn't have a legitimate reason, there's still a case of how much grace did we have in that situation. Um, and now it's, it's kind of like the similar thing, and with Robert, and what, <laughs> even though I I genuinely feel justified in this, because I'm like, I'm a photographer, and like the camera, if if I've spent almost a grand on my current camera and equipment, so it's like I literally see the value, and 
just the, the emphasis on keeping my equipment well because I know that if I don't keep it well then I'm kind of shooting myself in the foot and to see someone else who's trying to do his thing not doing the same obviously he doesn't have to do it to my level I'm just like yo just like bear in mind that this 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 is part of your livelihood in as much as it's not a major part it's still forming part of what you want to do so it's going to help you document you actually you've taken steps into getting better at photography you know kind of where you want to go with photography and stuff like that to help you out I'm kind of sick now you know and see see see, (laughs) the camera would not agree and if the case is to keep your equipment in such a way that it can actually do what you want to do it's like trying to learn how to drive but not really taking care of your car so you can drive but your car's not going to be in the best of conditions for long and that's how we're kind of getting at him but obviously it's a case of it's bants isn't it we're getting we're trying to keep him accountable but through bants it's all in a jokey way it's all in a jokey way film. Can I just say that I never asked anyone to, me, to keep me accountable when it came to my camera. So next question. Do, do, do both parties have to be in, in agreement before accountability takes place? I think it depends on the relationship, but to a major degree, yes. And it's a case of in this relationship, we are a brother's keeper. So I don't need to ask you guys permission to keep me accountable to my wife. So if you guys see me on road holding hands with another girl, feel me. I don't need to ask, I don't need to agree with you to do that. You should be like, yo, Mo, fix up. What are you doing? And I just take a picture and then give it to Jamelia. Why would you do that? See the snake. Why would you, you see that? the snake? What? Because, no, because even though he's accountable to us, he's also accountable to his wife. Yeah, but... I mean, uh, that's going from zero to one hundred. I, 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 I actually, actually want the guys to get in. Like, please, listeners, um, like, let us know your thoughts. But I don't know if I'd send the picture straight to Jamelia. Like, I'd speak to Mo. Not this is not Mo's behavior. This is not his nature. <laughs> <laughs> the way we're all like going in on this hypothetical situation. But I think if I see my man, my friend cheating on um on his girl, I would address it with my friend, mm-hmm. and then I think. It would be not. It would be up to him to decide. But I would. I'd suggest he speaks to his girl about it. And what if he doesn't? I keep bringing it up for as long as I. As long as we, that's my being account. I don't know if I would go behind him and tell his girl. I don't know. I, I couldn't do that. Well, then it says in the Bible. I, I think we talked about this before. Um, it does a problem. Take up with the person. Yeah. If that doesn't work. I'm gonna bring two more people and address it with the person. Yeah, so but that's, that's so kind of it? a distant situation, isn't it? Because that's if I have beef with you, um, I have to try and resolve that with you. But you don't have beef with Mo because he's he, he, he's not Jamelia. I have beef with him, but then why am I gonna bring his wife into? It? Yeah, like, I'm not even trying to say it from the point of view of <laughs> don't tell my wife. It. I'm not even trying to say it from that. Like, Listen, no, but I'm not, I don't do this, yeah? This, this is not my character, yeah? All, I know, all I'm happy is, is that you brought up this situation, not one of us. But, no, like, I'm even thinking, what if the reason why he's not saying it to his wife is because he knows that his wife has some sort of heart condition and can't take that. So he might have genuinely repented and it will not happen again, but then if he's to tell his wife, it could literally kill her. And he doesn't want to tell his wife. But isn't withholding inf- inf- information lying by omission? Do you know what it is? Yeah? If he's gonna kill her, 
Like, I know it's, it's, this is a hypothetical situation. Mm-hmm. It is hypothetical. You know, would you, we, we thank God. Would you tell her on principle, like, yeah, babe, this might kill you, but... What would Jesus do? He'd heal her. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? Yeah, I would agree that as the husband, you should tell your wife. Oh, you should be honest and mm. tell your wife. Mm. I would agree with that. But as the friend, I wouldn't feel I was in the place to tell his wife. I don't think it's my place to do that. I would say, yo, you know what? You got caught. Firstly, it, it would be the character of the guy. If he's a godly guy, I can be like, yo, what you're doing goes against scripture. It goes against the very nature of Christ. If you're having issues with your wife, sort it out. Mm. Don't go leaning on another girl, walking, holding another girl's hand because you are meant to love your wife as Christ loved the church. Your wife is not perfect. You're not perfect. So you need to sort it out. And I would, I would hold you accountable to tell your wife mm. at the appropriate time. I wouldn't go tell her. If she's like, oh, you knew, why didn't you tell me? Because I'd be like, I spoke to him and told him to tell you. Well, it's not my place to tell her. Even if I'm friends with the woman and not the guy, and I see the guy messing about, I take it up with the guy, not not the woman. What if you don't know the guy? Dropkick. But I know that it's my friend's yeah. man. Oh, then I know him by proxy. By default. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will approach him. And that would even be easier because I don't have to be friends with you. Mm-hmm. So I will approach you on a serious note, like, better be, you know, better, better fix up. Okay, so let's say um, you told Mo to fix up and he's not fixing up. Then, what you were saying applies. In terms of, but not with the wife. So I can bring then I can, other witnesses. Other people, I can other bring you in to like, so like, let's go talk to him. Or and then after that, if he still doesn't, take, take him church. to the church. Be like, no, that's the other thing. Because some churches, they don't play around. When I say they don't play around, I mean, they don't care. They'll just suspend you. <laughs> but, then why, but, but then why is it okay for everyone else but the wife to know? Because I'm trying to give the guy godly counsel mm. and get the guy to turn to repentance. Because I would rather the guy repent and come back of his own volition than rather go tell the wife and then... Obviously, still consequences, whatever, but it's all about the guy growing in godliness. And it's all about, about the guy displaying the, um, being the image of Christ. Mm-hmm. And not yes, it's a case of it is a relationship, there is boundaries, there are stuff that you need to do. And... As a friend or whatever, you would like to be there for, for the girl if, if you are her friend. But it's, it's the same time, it's there's wisdom that's needed. You can't just start blowing things out of proportion. Because you could literally end up doing a lot more damage than good. So you think it's okay to keep the wife in the dark as long as you repent? No. I think as a godly husband, if you got caught slipping, confess it to your wife. Genuinely. Mm. Genuinely, should I say? If you get caught I sleeping, agree. Agree confess it to your wife, and then it's down to your wife how she handles it. But you genuinely have to repent, turn away from that sin, go to your wife and be like, "Yo, you know what? I've messed up. This is the situation." If if it is a case of you slept with somebody else, that is le- that that is biblical grounds for divorce. I have repented, but it's biblical grounds for divorce. If you want to leave, I cannot stop you. And it's down to her. And if she is willing to work through it, then both of you dig deep, get prayer, get counselling, biblical counselling, and try to work through it. And it's been done. Yeah, mm-hmm. People, people, 
I'm not advising you guys to go cheat and then hope your wife will forgive you. Yeah, <laughs> just don't cheat. Just, just don't, don't cheat. cheat. Literally, one thing that I'm learning now is lust reduces people to just body parts. Mm. And it trivializes beauty in and of itself. The society that we live in now is very lust driven. Everything that you see is just either advocating or promoting a body part or a body figure or an image, not the person. And so you can be in a situation where you start to drift in terms of um, your affection for your partner. So you actively have to remind yourself that, yo, this, this is the person that I have committed my life to. I cannot cheapen or belittle her beauty based on another person based on lust for another person's body part people think that as soon as you get married the issue of lust just ups and leaves you nah it's even more in the forefront of your mind rather than the recesses of your mind because when you're single lust only affects you but as soon as you get married it affects your partner because mm. you know that if I lust after this girl then in essence I am cheapening the worth of my wife. I'm comparing my wife to this person. I am telling God that the woman or the man that he has given me is not sufficient. And so lust has made a lot more implications in a marriage than it does when you're single. I'm not saying when you're single it's any less um, difficult to deal with, but just know that getting married is not a get-out clause. Not to say it's not it's not any <coughs> important if you're single. Yes, definitely. Um, because you know if you if you don't if you don't pray and and deal with those things in your singleness, they they will you know it, getting married is not going to solve, solve those problems mm-hmm. for you. So would you tell your wife every time you lust after another woman, or would you just deal with it? I think there's wisdom in that. Um, if Lusting after another person is something that you can do 25 times a day. So if you see another girl, if you see a girl walk past you like, oh, she's got a big bum. Mrs. I just thought this girl had a big bum. <laughs> if you do that, I, I believe that it can entice insecurities rather than do any good for your relationship. Depends on your partner. So I would say, let your partner be aware if you are struggling with lust. Be like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. Um, I'm having lustful thoughts about other people, blah, 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 this and that. I am trying. Pray for me. You don't need to go into the ins and outs. Yeah, I thought about bending this girl. No, you don't need to do that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's that rule. You don't, you don't need to do that. If you've got any kids listening to this, actually, you know what? It's godly. It's godly. Well, I hope it's godly advice. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, it's reality. And I, don't, I was about to say, right, ex- excuse all the language, but you know what? This is something that needs to be spoken about within the Christian context because uh, if if not, all the young people are going to be hearing the, of it is going to be through music and the secular world. Uh, and it's not like the young people, it's not like young people aren't dealing with the same thing. It's true, not like very true. They're not dealing with us. I, I think what I was going to say as well is sometimes it, it's not worth focusing so much on the sin mm-hmm. but then focusing more on the grace provided to overcome it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, um, Trip Lee, who's a pastor and a rapper in America, had a song called Covenant Eyes, mm-hmm. you know, and talking about how, uh, I think, I can't remember who in the Bible as well had 
job. Yeah. He said I made a covenant with my eyes not to look on any woman lustfully or something. You like know, that. um it's hard. In today's society, it's hard not to not to be enticed by lust because it's so it's, out it's, there. It's there. It's everywhere. It's on the tube, it's on the bus, it's it's everywhere. So it's hard not to. But it's in the school. It's in blind sorry, so it's quite year. I had a year seven boy. Yeah, he's eleven. He he finished. I was like, "What's good?" He said, "Nothing." I'm like, "Fam, it's the end of the day. Everything's good. You're going home." And he's like, "No, sir. Life is boring." And I'm like, "Blood, how old are you?" He said, "I'm eleven. I'm like, "How is your life boring at eleven? And he's like, "Cause I ain't got a girl. Life what? is boring about a girl. With a girl." I'm like, "Blood." Hey, anyway, these eleven-year-olds, they can do like, stuff. I'm like, "Blood, you don't need a girl for your life to be exciting." And I'm like, I'm like, raw. Even from the age of eleven, these lot are thinking I need a girl to have some excitement. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's important for us to focus on the fact that Christ has provided a means of overcoming mm-hmm. that lust. And sometimes focusing on the lust itself doesn't really help. It just no, it doesn't. So focus on the fact that Christ has given you that power and take it to Christ. You know, take it to God. Like adding to what you said as well, um, when I was single. Many moons ago. Um, <laughs> it's like I used to go through a stage where I was like, when I was with my old mentor, and I used to slip up quite a lot. He would kind of, he had his moments where he was gentle, but most of the time he would kind of come down. Mm-hmm. So it got me into the mindset where I was like, don't have sex, don't have sex, don't have sex. Within a day or two, the don't has conveniently dropped off. So it's gone from don't have sex to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, because I was so conscious, yeah. I don't want to have sex. That was all that was on my mind. Yeah. And then I started to learn, don't focus on the sin you want to avoid, but the God you want to draw closer to. Mm. God is light. In him dwells no darkness. So the closer you, you, you're drawn to light, the less darkness will be in you. Yeah. So that, that was like a more practical way of overcoming my sins, where I was like, I'm not going to focus on the sins. Because I could be praying and be like, God, I don't want to lust after women, I don't want to lust after women. Focusing simply on the lust, neglecting that, I'm a gambler. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I want to say? You have issues. I've got yeah. other issues, mm. but I'm just focusing on one sin that I'm kind of trivialising the other issues. But if I'm like, God, draw me closer to you, mm. he would work on all the areas rather than me just focusing on one. So these are little things that have helped me. But in terms of accountability, again, it comes back to, I don't think, depending on the nature of the relationship, I don't think that you need to be in agreement for the person to hold you accountable. I don't think... Um, you need to agree for me to hold you accountable in your relationship. I don't think Peter needs to agree for me to hold him accountable in his relationship. I think it's more of a, not expectation, but a desired expectation that we would keep each other accountable. I would hope that if you saw me doing something, you pull me up on it. Mm. Likewise, Peter. Mm. And I'm guessing it's kind of the same in all directions. <laughs> that, <laughs> 
green. Let's go to green. Leave me alone. Oh, no, no, no. It's good to keep everyone accountable. So, yeah, I, I think there's even, and even the two-year plan that I made, that's why I showed it to you in terms of that accountability. To be able to be like, yo, like, I've made these plans, blah, blah, blah. What do you think? All right, cool. So, it's, it's every quarter. So, quarter way down the line, how's it going? Have you been able to hit your milestone? Blah, blah, blah. And I know that because you're that way inclined anyways, you're more likely to ask me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't ask you to keep me accountable. But it was, a, it was a hope that I'm sharing it to different people. Hopefully, they'll randomly ask me, yo, how's it going? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not trying to meet it to be able to tell them I've met it. But I'm just trying to work through it. If I'm able to meet, I'll be like, yeah, I was actually able to meet this, this milestone. I wasn't able to meet this one, but that one's still going. So I think it all depends on the nature of the relationship. Some people go into a relationship and be like, I want you to keep me accountable. Are you up for it? Others, like us, by, uh, thankfully, by grace, we've got this relationship where I would like to hope that you will, you will be keeping me accountable. Okay. So what about keeping accountability with the other sex? Should it be done? Should it not be done? Should you stay away? Should you go for it? Because you want to see your brother or sister in Christ keep on track of where they're going. You know what? I, I would say, fam, two things wisdom mm. and know yourself. Mm. Like, I will not actively get into a mental relationship with a female of my own age, even a tad bit younger or a tad bit older. I wouldn't do it. Because I know that, boy, boy, <laughs> I'm not on it. I'm a married man. If you need to talk to someone, talk to my wife. Or even if I am going to do that, my wife will be in a room. Wisdom. Yeah. She's going to keep me accountable when I'm keeping her accountable. Well, I think, I think um, again, it also depends on the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, if, we're, if we're businessmen and I'm a businessman and you're a businesswoman, and we're keeping each other accountable in terms of our business. But I think, you know, fair enough. Even then, you know, checks and balances. Mm-hmm. Like like, uh, like Mo was saying, I wouldn't think it's safe to do anything regarding being accountable. Only because being accountable means, like, fiddling in each other's lives to some extent. Mm-hmm. It means being involved in each other's lives to some extent. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, you, you, you get involved in that way with someone. Not to say, yeah, definitely they're going to catch feelings or anything, but you're in an exposed position, mm-hmm. you know. So I, 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 I would, I would again, err on the and err on the side of caution, wisdom. Um, you know, if you if you're married, bring your woman into it. If you're not married, you know, be very clear about certain things and, and have your boundaries and have whatnot. Mm-hmm. Definitely, what I would say or where I would be a lot stronger is in terms of sexual relationships. So, you're keeping someone accountable, and the girl is like, oh, oh, a girl comes to you, I've had a situation, <laughs> a girl comes to me, this is years and years ago, I wasn't with anyone at the time. Um, <laughs> that disclaimer. You know, the girl says, you know, she, she struggles to not have sex, um, and I was supposed to be keeping her accountable. Now, why is the people at the time told me to avoid, like to, you know, hand her off to another female? I thought, nah, it's alright, it's cool. When you realise that, because you're in that position, even if, if you do start helping out, 
eventually you become not a crutch but you become that person like oh yeah you know he's there for me kind of thing mm. and that puts you in a dangerous position mm-hmm. you know that, that that presumption that now nah, he's good and holy so nothing will happen no not true. No. He's a human being, lad. Some say a hot-blooded man. <laughs> yeah. Things can happen. Like for guys and girls in those sort of accountability relationships, I would really advise against it. This is it. Um, I, I just just on the side of wisdom, I would advise against it. Girls should keep other girls accountable. Guys should keep other guys accountable mm-hmm. in terms of sex, and because of the nature of the topic. And the thing is, as well, in terms of sex, what I've noticed. This is this is a generalization. It might not it, it might not apply to everyone, but as a case of if you're being accountable sexually to the opposite sex, and you continue falling, initially the person will meet you with grace. Oh yeah, this it might get to a point where the person's gonna be like, "Yo, fam, like just pack it in." And it's not even from that case, but it's like they're going to know so much of you from a perspective of. If a guy knows that a girl is loose, not saying that you are, you're struggling with it. But if you're struggling with it and the guy is just like, yo, like, every other week you're just telling me that there's another guy. Like, his view of you starts to diminish a bit. And that's not, I'm not, that's, there are exceptions to this. Depends on the person's maturity levels and stuff like that. Mm. And also vice versa. So if you're a guy, girl, again, depends on the maturity levels and stuff. But these are all things that depending on how long that relationship run, runs for, might not help your self-esteem in the long run. Knowing that the person who's starting to keep you, keeping you accountable is starting to view you slightly differently because you're constantly coming to him talking about, yeah, it was John today. It was... It was... It was... It was Robert tomorrow. You know, and, it was and, Johnny boy the day after. You know, I'm, I'm even thinking as well, like, you know, if, if you're in that situation and one of you keeps falling... <laughs> The other person, if he's having a not so strongly faith day, he might be like, "Well, I know this person's loose." It's my turn. Fuck you, might as well. <laughs> you ain't got to confess so, it to me because I already know. I, I, I would definitely advise against that. Just, I, I would advise against that as well. Um, but I know Robert thinks about it. Why does Robert think I'm joking? But in, and also in terms of um, opposite sex accountabilities. Like, well, you can get a brother could keep his sister accountable, opposite sex, but they're family related, so nothing's oh, really yeah. going to stem from that. That's what you think. Unless I was about to say, oh, unless unless you're brother, some unless you're some inbred just that, sick guy. That does remind me. I was listening to a radio show. This girl calls in with a problem, like one of those uh, auntie, mm. whatever agony aunt. agony aunts calls in and say, "Oh, so went to family reunion." Uh, you know, we, we were having drinks and me and my cousin smashed. <laughs> She's calling in because now the cousin's caught feelings and he wants to <laughs> What? So fair enough, Rob. Yeah, there are sick people. <laughs> Man said he caught feelings. No! Usher, let it burn. <laughs> okay, so we talked about accountability with the opposite sex when it comes to sex. What about when it comes to like relationships and stuff? No, dangerous, very mm. dangerous, very dangerous. Um, if you're in a relationship, and so let's say you're not in a relationship, but you're, you're like two singletons, just like looking out for each other to make sure you don't make any bad decisions when oh, it comes to partners. 
Blair, do you of know? The opposite sex as well. Yeah. Do you know what, yeah? <laughs> Funny enough, Jamila and I were in a similar situation. And they're married now. And now we're married. So. <laughs> so Is it's it a good idea? So, <laughs> so it's a case of, and it wasn't even from a perspective of um, we were keeping each other accountable in relationships, but we used to phone each other and pray every night. So, obviously, if someone had, if someone had something on their heart, we'd be like, oh, boom, this kind of happened today, could you pray for me, or something like that. Um, and the relationship kind of just developed from there. Um, and we kind of kept each other accountable like that. But, we're here now. We're married. We've got a child. But, but, um... What if it doesn't lead to marriage? That's the thing. I was going to say, like, those kind of things, you you're in a really exposed position mm-hmm. to catch feelings. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're keeping each other accountable as two singles, looking for the same kind of thing. What if that's your plan for the other person to catch feelings? Sorry? What if that's your plan? Then you weren't, she weren't trying <laughs> to get to keep you account- accountable. See this Jake guy? Oh, no, no. Fishers of men. No, you know what, yeah? Sometimes you might see a girl and you think you want, you know, let me protect her from all other guys by being, by being her guy. Well, you know, by being her guy. Be chivalrous. That's that's, that's, that's chivalrous. not chivalrous. You're not protecting other guys. You're, you're saving her for yourself. Exactly. But when you realize, that's being okay, cunning. You you you're keeping her so that when you not Robert, obviously, just the guys that do this, you're keeping her till you've surveyed the landscape and seen that you don't want anything else, and she's your backup. That's all you're doing. If you're in those kind of accountability relationships and you know I, I'd say like I would be really prayerful because Mo and James were there they're married but if you're not thinking of getting married to this person no, I, don't, I don't think you thought you were going to get married to her at the beginning no I'd say do it with a clean heart or, mm-hmm. or you know with, with an honest heart because mm-hmm. it's easy to catch feelings yeah you know, if you're not planning or not if you uh, what I would say let me put it like this if you start to catch feelings like if you start to see that you could possibly catch feelings, weigh it out. You know, is this someone that you could spend your life with or whatever? If not, then maybe I'll avoid that relationship as well and avoid that sort of accountability as well. I would, I would say as well, if you approach the situation as, oh, this could be someone, don't approach it as an accountability thing. <laughs> approach it as like, yo, like, I'm viewing you as a potential. Mm-hmm. I want to start a relationship with you to see how it goes and not even from a boyfriend girlfriend no to just just see if we could get married um i don't necessarily agree with boyfriend girlfriend dating but i don't agree with going from naught to 100 i see this girl i'm gonna marry you i don't agree with that i definitely agree with the wisdom of getting to know each other and then from knowing each other, starting, as you're not getting to know each other, pray and be like, yo, God, yo, God, God. <laughs> be like, God, like, I'm looking at this girl as the potential. Please open my eyes and grant me the wisdom to be able to see and then gain counsel from those around you, those who know her, her character, get to know her as a person. Don't just look at her from the perspective of, oh, she's buff. Um, yeah, I don't mind waking up to see her face every day. Um, but can I live with her? Like, tangible stuff. What's her character? Stuff like that. Um, but yeah, in terms of accountability, it's very tricky when it comes to opposite sex, unless you're married. 
when you're married, I expect my wife to keep me accountable. Done then. <laughs> and likewise, she expects me to keep her accountable. Accountable. So even even um, when the Bible says your body is not yours, it's your partner's. Mm. Practically, when I was going to the gym, my wife was like, "Yo, you're getting a bit too big." I had to cut down. Done And these are practical ways of her keeping me accountable. And it's not even keeping me accountable that, oh, everyone thinks you're a body. Nah, to her. Like, she didn't like me too muscular. And so she said, yo, you're getting a bit too muscular. And I was like, all right, cool. My body is yours. Biblically, my body is yours. So I need to treat my body in a way that still pleases you. See the way I had to change the tone as soon as she came down. <laughs> so you she did? came down. Easy, yeah. easy. You know what? I think that'd be a nice place to end things. <laughs> Both on the podcast and in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening in. Yes, we'd like to hear your perspective on stuff that we talked about. Mm. What, um, what do you think about accountability? If your friend is cheating, do you tell the friend's partner or do you tell your friend? Who, who do you talk about to? to? You know what? It's a definite question. Who would you talk to you about? Me. Yeah, if you if you saw your friend cheating on their partner, yeah, would you talk to the partner or talk to the friend? I talk to the friend first. First? What do you mean first? I talk to the friend first, innit? I'll be like, <laughs> what are you give, doing? Give them a chance. You know, sort your life out. If you don't want to be with him, cut him loose. Like, what kind of person are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah? <laughs> and then if she wants to be acting up, I might drop him some hints like you know when she said she was here yeah hey. Oh. <laughs> hey. Oh. Not I have it this. on good authority <laughs> she was not there I think my oh. one was also like that you know what don't cheat around gems in <laughs> listen why, general, why why am I keeping your lies for what I think cheating is just such a selfish act if you don't want to be with someone don't be with them innit simple as yeah. I think we should leave that for another podcast yeah. um um Find us on Twitter at the Furnace UK. Mm. Email address tbsfurnace at hotmail.com. You can find us on SoundCloud forward slash the Blacksmith's Furnace. No apostrophe. You can find us on iTunes, Blacksmith's Furnace with an apostrophe. Shout out to partners in Rhyme. There we go. That do the intro and the outro music for us. Shout out to Calvin Turner of Toro Media. Toro Media. Mm. He does the logo for the ordinary amazing. Um, any, any other shots? I'm waiting for Google Play podcasts to come to the UK. And then we'll, we'll go into Google Play. Uh, and I'm gonna. I need to look into Spotify. Spotify done though. I'm gonna shout out um, Bobby A Events on Insta. Easy. What do you mean on Insta? On Insta, obviously. Oh. My time has not come yet. What I'm saying is that you can rack up your followers from now. So when your time comes, the first picture you drop. 100 likes just first couple of minutes for me do that still. so yeah Bobby A events that's that's the main guy Robert stuff shout out H&H Head and Heart um, Instagram H on Instagram yep. H what's the name of the website hmuseh.wordpress.com um, and yeah if you Portrait have any events Photography taken, Anything. then please get in contact. You heard how he was talking about Bobby A's mistreating of his camera. And that's because he takes care of his camera. Glad. If you mention the camera. podcast, you will get a discount. I swear, this is it. This is it. <laughs> just just holler me and in the subject, just write TBF. Mm. We'll talk. Easy. We'll talk. Yeah. yeah. I'll plug um, 
Nancy Meats project I'm working on. Coming out in September. Coming out in September. Cheese. On YouTube. Uh, yeah, that's it. Okay. That's all the plugs. Okay. Then I guess that's the Black Smith's Furnace signing out. Blah. Blah. Blah.